0: Thanks, Marcus. Don't go away, wonderful musicians. Stay close. I'm going to be brief this morning. Good to see you. It's, I just want to stand here for the next 10 minutes and look around and see your faces. It's good to see you. It really, really is. So very good. About over 25 years ago, we picked up these three words gather. Grow, go. We felt summed up all that we're about as a church family. Gather, grow, go. And I'm speaking about gather this morning. Gather is a really important word for us as a church family, describe, describing our life together as a church family. Gather. It's a hugely important word. For us, for two reasons, and I'm going to speak about these two reasons. I'm just going to be a few minutes, and then we're going to worship, and then I'm going to speak for a few minutes more. But as I read this passage out, see if you can hear the two things that this passage speaks about that really relate to our gathering. What are we gathering? Who are we gathering to? So gather, here we go, and I'm reading from Hebrews chapter 10, and from verse 19, here we go. In fact, why don't we pray first? Lord, please speak to us. Thank you, you're alive. You really are. So is your word. Please come and speak into our hearts, just where we need to hear this morning. In Jesus' name I ask it. Thank you, Lord. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, coming up to the throne, Esther, Hester, there you go. By the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance that faith brings. Having our hearts sprinkled, cleansing us from a guilty conscience, our bodies washed with water, let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess, because he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more, as you see the day approaching. So, the first gather, I hope you picked it up there. Our highest priority as a church family is to gather to our Heavenly Father, is to gather to the Lord. That is our first priority, gathering together to the Lord. That's what we're doing here this morning. We're coming together to the the Lord of all creation. He's majestic. He's awesome. And he is Father. We're gathering to him. That is hugely important for us. This is what we were made for. It's what you were made for, to enjoy fellowship with your heavenly Father. And if you haven't got that, there's something missing in your life. Way, way back in church history, Augustine, a wild guy. He was a wild guy, bit of a playboy. God broke into his life one day. I won't tell you the story, but dramatically God broke into his life. And he wrote these words that I'm sure a lot of you will know. I'll say it in sort of old English because that's how we all know it. Thou hast made us for thyself. And our hearts are restless till we find our rest in you. It's true. That's what you were made for. Made in in God's image. You were made to have fellowship. You were made to gather to your heavenly Father. That's what what Sunday mornings are all about. You were made in his image. Um, You've got another dimension to you, apart from the bit that I can see from here. With a mask on, you, there's another dimension to you. You've got a, a soul, a spirit, an inner being that, 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 that the Bible says that, that that God has put eternity in the hearts of man. That's why everyone wants to live longer, forever. God's put eternity in your heart, but it's also it's it's it, there's a longing there because you were made in the image of God. C.S. Lewis in *Mere Christianity*. Puts it like this. A baby feels hunger. Well, there's such a thing as food. A duckling wants to swim. Well, there's such a thing as water. Men feel sexual desire. Well, there's such a thing as sex. If I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy... The most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. You were. And that's why people chase all kinds of things. There's an inner, inner longing. He goes on in, I, 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 I do enjoy his writings. He wrote another book called Weight of Glory, where he wrote this. Listen, listen to this. This is just pretty special. Our lifelong nostalgia. A lifelong nostalgia, a longing to be reunited with something in the universe from which we now feel cut off. To be on the inside of some door that we've always seen from the outside. It's no neurotic fancy, but the truest index of our real situation. At present, we are on the outside of the world, the wrong side of the door. We discern the freshness and the, the purity of the morning, but they don't make us fresh and pure. We can't mingle with the splendors, the beauty we see. But all the leaves of the New Testament are rustling with the rumor that it will not always be so. Someday, God willing, we shall get in. <laughs> I love that. The the pages of the New Testament are rustling. Here we are on on the outside. Longings, desires, wanting, cravings. In the Old Testament, God came fairly close. The tent of meeting. Tent of meeting. That was the first step. God stepping. A tent of meeting. But the the headline was, don't come too close. Don't come too close. Because I'm holy and you're not. Don't come too close. So in the Old Testament, oh, careful, don't you dare. Once a year, special man. Lots of preparation. Go into the holy place. Don't come close. But now, did you read this? But now, it says here, brothers and sisters, we have confidence To enter the most holy place. That word confidence means right of entry. That's what it means. You have got right of entry into the presence of the God who made you, because of what Jesus did on the cross. It gets even better. And the band are still here, aren't they? They're gone. They're here. It, It gets even better it gets even better. The temple is not a building anymore. Whoa, God's presence is... At, King's is pretty nice, but it's not a temple. The New Testament says that we are the temple of God. And in the, in the Old Testament, to make the, the connection is made between, The temple is seen as the gateway to heaven. So... This is the the, the the wonder. I can't, I don't understand it fully. The church, the people, we are the temple of God. The gateway to heaven is here this morning as we gather. It's a gateway to, to heaven, to God. You, you, can, you can encounter him. We gather to him in the first instance, we gather to the Lord. That's what, I, I love our musicians. By the way, let's come on, give them a, a cheer. I love our musicians. Yeah. They, they, and they serve us so well in our gathering to the Lord. Tim over here heads up the the musicians here at City Centre. We love what Tim does. If you're a musician and and you are a singer and you feel you want to be part of that. Go speak to Tim afterwards. There's Tim, give me a wave, Tim. That's Tim. Okay. Now, just to say, uh, Mike Faythorne did that for years and years. Are you on? Is it here, Mike? They're, they're having a baby. Have they had a baby yet? It's happened. Boy, girl. What is it? A girl. A girl. Do you have a name? No. We don't have a name. No. Mike, if and, and well, not well, not not particularly. Mike. Cat. Well done. Great. Wonderful. Mike served us for so many years leading worship, coordinating the bands here. So grateful to God for faithful people like Mike. Thank you, Mike. We so value it. And uh, show us the baby soon. What was I saying? Dear dear folks, we're coming to the presence of the Lord. And it's very, very special. And I'm going to, I've slightly, no, no, I'm okay. I'm stopping now. But um, there's a book on the bookstore. It's by Terry Virgo, Spiritful Church. Terry says this The glorious church, that's you and me, will live forever. A bride adorned for her husband. She's the pinnacle of God's creative skill how she needs to arise and shine and put on her beautiful garments of praise and worship in spirit and in truth. Every endeavour should be made in the local church to to embrace the activity of the Holy Spirit, to make space for those who will contribute in the larger meetings with all the diversity of prophetic utterances and so on. Men and women, young and old, taking part. That's what we want on our Sunday mornings. We, that's, we're the body of Christ, we're the family. We're not into one-man ministry. We're a family of God. So we're only stirring up the beautiful gifts that are in... Oh, here it goes on. Also, church prayer meetings provide a context for spontaneous worship where songs are selected Intuitively by individuals present in response to what's been happening. Oh, I want to be in those meetings. Do you want to be in those meetings? I do. I'm not sure you can do that on Zoom, but we'll try. I, Folks, this is the family of God. It is beautiful. We're gathering together to the Lord of creation. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, we have a right of entry. So don't stand on the outside. We're going to worship now. I'm going to ask you to stand, and I, I'm going to pray for us, and the musician's going to lead us. Oh, Lord. Lord. Oh, God, you're awesome. Our hearts are restless until we find our rest in you. And here we are with right of access. We want to worship you. We're gathering together to you, Lord. We're gathering to you. Tom, lead us. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, yes, lead us. Lead us. Or Jenny. Maybe it's Jenny. I don't know.
1: Be still for the presence of the Lord. The Lord. the The Holy One is here Come bow before Him now With reverence and fear In Him no sin
0: quickly. Let's sing that first verse just one more time. The presence of the Lord is here. Dear church family, whatever you need this morning, do you need a touch of healing this morning? Just reach out to the Lord. He's here. The presence of the living God, the God of all creation is here among us. Be still.
1: Still, For the power of the Lord is moving this way. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We receive you. Thank you, Lord. Do take a seat. Probably haven't sung that song for about... 20 years. Do you know, I love our musicians. I wandered in this morning and just mentioned to Tom, do, do you know that song? It's so, so gracious. Thank you. Gathering to the Lord, huge. That's why we do this. Don't, don't neglect, please, please, don't neglect. It's precious. I read this quote in the week. We meet... The Lord Jesus in a special way in corporate worship. It's true a person doesn't have to go to church to be a Christian, doesn't have to go home to be married either but in both cases if he doesn't he'll have a very poor relationship. We Come home together to the presence of the Lord. Beautiful. Our second priority is to meet together with one another. That's hugely important for us, gathering to one another. I don't know if you you spotted that. Because we've got this access, there's three privileges. We've got these privileges. Because we have, we have, we have. It says, then, let us, let us. And the first let us is, let us draw near to the throne of grace. Because of the privilege that we have as Christians, let us draw near to God. And the second one is, a little bit further on, he goes on to say, let us consider how we can spur one another on. Not giving up to meet together as are in the habit, but encouraging one another. And so gathering together, you will never mature. You'll never become like Jesus in the solitude of your own devotions. You won't. You need the interaction of the family around you. Living with other people is a bit more challenging than living on your own, right? <laughs> Who left the lid off their toothpaste? It's more challenging. You're going to become more like Jesus, being part of a church family. This book's not on the bookstore. It's out of print. Sorry. The truth is the church is the one and only body of people that is sacred and indispensable for Christian maturity. It's an obligatory part of Christian obedience. There's nothing else like it. The church isn't an option that one is to be casual about. It's part of the Christian life, part of Christian obedience. There was another bit I was going to read, but I don't know where it is here. It might just flip open. Oh, never mind. It's not going to happen. Um, Oh, yes, it is. It was Jesus himself who talked about his church. You can't say, I love Jesus, but I don't love his church. If you don't love the church, you don't love Jesus, because he loves it. And he was the one who announced his plan for the world involves building the church His supreme design in the world is to bring together a people. He saves and redeems and he rescues and cleans and so makes his saved and purified people to be the church. And you will never be truly happy and fulfilled unless you relate to the body of Christ. Michael Eaton, great book, out of print, sorry. Gathering together, don't neglect it, please. But you can't do all those things On a Sunday morning. By the way, I do hope you do many of those things on a Sunday. I hope you don't come Sunday morning just thinking about yourself. I hope you come on a Sunday morning with that making it your prayer. Lord, I want to be alert to where I can be a blessing this morning. Just reaching out. A word here. A little encouragement there. How are you this morning? We need to be alert, it, it, and it doesn't always have to be words. This is, I just—I remember, you know, a c- couple of years ago, just after uh, our daughter Ali had died, and, I, and it was his first time back, and Angie and I were hiding over there somewhere. And uh, this man here, John, he just—I saw him over the other side. He just walked all the way over, and he gave me a great big bear hug. Didn't say a word. And walk back again. That, that's fellowship. That's building one another up. Yeah? I hope you come on a Sunday thinking, God, how can I be a blessing this morning? Instead of thinking, I want to get out of here. We're the family of God gathering together. But it can't all happen here. And that's why we have our life groups. So, so that we can do life together. When you read the, the New Testament, the early chapters of Acts, it's beautiful. Acts chapter 2, they, they open their, their their hearts, their lives, their homes, their wallets. was beautiful. And it, went, it goes on to say, and God added to their number every day people who are being saved. Why? Because it's beautiful when church family open their lives to one another. It's beautiful. Gathering together. Hey, if you're not in a life group, where are David and Linda? There they are. There's David and Linda back there, standing up by the stairs. They oversee, care for, watch over our life groups, and they do it superbly. In fact, let's appreciate them. Just give these dear people. You're gonna, you're gonna hear from them in a moment. They're gonna come. But I just want to say, if you're not in the life group, go speak to them. They've been serving life groups for yonks. So I think David probably came on staff here at King's over 25 years ago, something like that, one of the first people to join me on staff. And, uh, hey, we have both came on staff about the same time last year, but still serving, 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 and we love it. We appreciate the way they watch across church life. So if you're not in a life group, go speak to them, please, and they'll help you connect and find a place where you can do life together. Uh, after today, I'm reminding myself here, after my, I'm going to stop in a moment, um, I'll, this afternoon I'll be doing what we call a word sheet, I will, I'll do it, All right, I'm going to do it, it'll be a word sheet, so that during the week, life groups can get, sit down together and say, well, okay, how can we do this? How can we make this work in our lives? Because that's, that's what we are, gathering together, really, really, really matters. So, and I I think I've already mentioned these things. It says there we're to consider how we consider. That means to think about one another. Please, let's be thinking about one another. At the end of this meeting, be thinking about one another. Who can I go and greet? Oh, by by the way, I, I hate COVID. This is one of the, I really, really hate COVID because it spoils all the beautiful things that God wants us to have. Relationships, embraces. I mean, the Bible speaks about a holy kiss. I mean, please, you better not be doing that today. You could behind your mask, I suppose. A bit odd, but never mind. No, don't, don't try. But folks, I, we love the family of God. The embrace, the touch, the, the being together, sitting around table having a meal. That's my favourite pastime. Just sitting together with, with dear friends and family. I hate this COVID thing. God, give us grace to walk carefully but boldly out of this horrible thing that can limit our fellowship, okay, and consider one another, spurring one another on, shh, spurring horses, shh, shh, you know, spurring one another on, encouraging one another. <laughs> it's beautiful. Gathering together is precious. Oh, I've got, I'm going to invite two, two, two guys to come up here now, Chris Bottomley and Don. Would you come up? Um, I've finished. And by the way, you know, eating together, Chris, many years ago, started something called Open House. 30 years ago, on a Sunday, at the end of the meeting, we would say, if, if, if you want to come to Open House today, anyone can come. And it's at so-and-so's house, so-and-so's house. How many of you remember Open House? Should we do it today? We could all go round to, And it got bigger and bigger. And I want to thank this man. He's brought... A wonderful gift into church family hospitality. He's still doing it. You know, you may have had an invite. Late, I don't know, but he, he still. Do, I want to thank him. But he wrote me a little email the other day, and just wrote a tiny bit that that thrilled my heart. He'd, uh, Chris, I'll leave over to you. What, what did you? What did you? What did you um, tell us a little right, bit about
2: uh, right. Um, about three and a half years ago, I was very ill. Um, now I'm very well. In fact, I'm probably better now. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, 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 okay. Um, I'm probably better now than I've ever been in my life, to be quite honest. Yeah. And. The turning, I do want to cry because I want to say what I want to say. Um, the turning point in that was um, I was very ill for about 18 months, and then about Christmas 2019, I got an invite from David Lees for Christmas Day. And that was the turning point. Just a simple day spent with people. And then a few days later, there was um, a New Year's Eve party. And I really enjoyed that. And I don't actually understand what happened to me. I don't understand my mind was thinking crazy things. And I still don't really understand it all. And I would just say to you all, if, if something's happening in your life, you don't understand, that does happen quite a lot to most people. Not everybody understands what's going on. And there's nothing wrong with that, and you've just got to trust God through it. So Christmas Day, I came home, and I just felt really good. Mm. Yeah. And it's been a sort of a slow journey. It hasn't happened overnight, but, yeah, I've, I've... And I think the thing I really wanted to say is that, from what God's been talking about as well, is that when we invite people around to our houses... Um, we're actually allowing ourselves to be known. And that's what God wants. He wants us to allow him to know us. And to allow each other to know us, obviously all at different levels. But the more you allow other people to know you, the healthier you will be. Um, and I've, I've... I'm not going to show you, but I've got some records here by people that really didn't know, let themselves be known. One's a fantastic um, selection of 1967 songs, beautiful songs. Um, but it's Jimmy Savile's collection. Now, he's a guy that didn't let himself be known. Um, there's another beautiful song um, that Rolf Harris sang. He's another guy who didn't let himself be known. And I'm saying this, that these are very extreme examples but people didn't let themselves be known, and look what happened to them. So let yourselves be known, because it's your protection.
0: Yeah.
2: Your protection yeah. that, that God will use. Okay.
0: Chris, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. The, the beauty of fellowship it just when I received that email, many of you know Chris has been very, very unwell. And he said to me the turning point was being in Dave and Cass home over Christmas, being with family, it's beautiful. And then Don here, who works in the coffee shop out there, you, you got up like a few Sundays ago. You don't often get up here, do you? Right. But you got up a few Sundays ago and you said something pretty special. That's why you're here.
3: It is, yep. Uh, Chris has thrown me a little bit there because, you know, anyway, I have made notes. And, and Goff was saying about gathering in fellowship with God and gathering in fellowship with each other. And um, I, too, came from a place where, you know, 15 years ago and the previous, the 15 years before that, every time I woke up, I was disappointed. I wanted to die. And... Um, One day, more than one day in that time, Mr Bottomley over there, Chris, who was just standing here a second ago, came and picked me up and took me to Life Group when I'd been using heroin and drinking vodka and took me crying my eyes out in his car. So thank you, Chris. And now I've done that, I've lost what I've written on this. (laughs) So, yeah, I came from a place from, you know, where I didn't want to live. And and now, funnily enough, I do want to live, you know. <laughs> and and, and uh, I came up, as Gough said a while ago. And and for me, I came to this room and sat in this building. And you know, I came in this building the first time because I wanted a cup of coffee, not because of any other reason. I came in, and and it and it dawned on me that I just need to sit on that chair, and hang on, till a miracle happens. And you know, the miracle in my life now is quite simply. There's lots and lots of miracles, but quite simply, I want to live now. I don't want to die. So, you know, and that didn't happen overnight, but I, I hung on to my chair and continue to go off, you know. When life gets tough, we have to hang on. So I'd encourage people to, you know, whatever, whatever you're going through, whatever life seems too hard is to just, you know, I used to sit there and literally put my hands under the chair, how I'm not going to walk out of that door, hang on until a miracle happens. And, Yes.
0: What, what he said was, don't leave until the miracle of fellowship happens. That's what he said that Sunday morning. And, I, you know, that's the beauty of the family of God. Now, i say to some of you who you might be hanging on to think, oh, blah, this is the last time coming here. Don't leave until the miracle of fellowship happens, as it has to those... Dear men, thank you so much for sharing. I was supposed to take 10 minutes to speak. I think I've slightly overshot.